Moms, at Vanguard, you're more than just a parent. You're the heart of the family. You're the first responder to any need. You can be the hero and the villain, sometimes on the same day. Because you know that in the end, your legacy is the values you instill in them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, Andy Poland joins me to recap his glorious return to full-blooded sports, a Mets game in New York with his son. Heineke versus Fitz. Could it be coming to a training camp near us? MLB's sticky situation. Winning with just one superstar plus Jeffrey Tubin, Pistol Pete and a whole lot more. Your 40 minutes of bonus me is locked and loaded so buckle up man. let's go! Oh, oh, oh. Here we go! Wednesday, June 16th 2021 thank you for downloading wow it's getting interesting in this nets bucks series this podcast is being put to bed just minutes before game number five in which james harden was dramatically on tuesday upgraded twice during the course of the day he may have been downgraded to out by the time that this thing by the time I hit record on this, because I don't have the TV on in my hotel room right now. That's how wild a day it has been. He was upgraded to doubtful, which is a funny phrase. Somebody mentioned on Twitter, that should be my new band name, upgraded to doubtful. He was then upgraded to questionable, as it looked like he could go. Who knows if he's going to have an all-time game for the ages and put a charge back into this Nets team that is facing a really dire circumstance, or if he's going to go out meekly, kind of like Anthony Davis did for the L.A. Lakers when he tried to come back from his injury way too soon. We'll find out. I'll talk about it tomorrow on this podcast. 
In the meantime, my goodness, the podcasting world is going great for certain people. And I'm not jealous, or maybe maybe I'm jealous. Jealousy and envy are two different things, and I keep forgetting the distinction between the two of them. I think I'm envious. I'm not jealous of one Alex Cooper, known for the Call Her Daddy podcast that had been on Barstool Sports, but no longer. She goes to Spotify to the tune of $60 million. Wow. This the latest trend in a number of high-profile personalities who are getting monster deals for their monster audiences and their podcasts. I, uh, I'd love to someday be at that level. I don't know if I've got the hook to do it. I don't know. I, I appreciate you guys tuning in to me five days a week and those subscribers, but I'm just not sure. What would my, what would my hook be? That's the question. How do I get huge? Is it too late for me to get – am I just too normal? Am I just too – I don't want to say reasonable because maybe you'd say, you're not reasonable. What the fuck are you talking about? You need a hook. You need an angle. Alex Cooper, I think, and I've listened to the Call Her Daddy podcast. I think she's talented. I think she's talented at what she does and how she does it. Is it everyone's cup of tea? Obviously not. I am certainly not in the demographic to be listening to her podcast about her sexual exploits. Um, and I'm not listening to it in a perverted way either. I was like, oh, you're so hot. But yeah, this is a big score. $60 million in total on a three-year agreement. Now, her podcast partner had attempted to power play Portnoy and Barstool a couple years ago. They were able to extinguish that. But this, I guess, it was too rich for Barstool's blood. And they said, okay, uh, go get it. Good for you. And they'll they'll try to make another version of that type of podcast that gets that kind of a following. Amazing stuff and amazing times we are living in. All right. I caught up with Andy Poland after his recent trip to a Mets game of all places. Hello. Hello, Andy Poland. So you went to a baseball game with lots of people, I hear. Do tell, my friend. Yeah, I uh, went to visit my son in New York. Uh, he and his girlfriend have gotten a much larger apartment, thanks in part to the pandemic. Uh, an apartment about three times the size of the one they had for wow. the price. Wow. Yeah. Young Jeremy, by the way, for those that don't know, and he's no longer young anymore. He's 26. No, he's turning 30. This oh, week. my God, Andy. I gavolt, as you taught me to say. <laughs> Stop the world. I want to get off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he uh, is a he's a school teacher in New York mm-hmm. City, and he is Correct. dating, but not yet engaged to a dentist, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Nicole uh, passed all the tests and became a dentist a few weeks ago, and she's now going to start her residency as a pediatric dentist and uh, a clinic in the Bronx. And, pediatric uh, dentist? I didn't know yeah. such a thing existed. Yeah, it's uh, it's not quite uh, orthodontics. <laughs> 
and uh, I'm sure you've probably spent a few bucks on this as oh, well. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> is she is she going to be an orthodontist eventually? No, no. Why I not? Asked her about that and oh, that's, again. That's uh, what not my call, but that's that is side. such a great racket. And I mean by racket, look, it's a legitimate thing. I was lucky to have had orthodontics and braces as a teenager because you know it straightened my teeth, and I think that's yeah. important in life. Did you have orthodontics? You're older than me. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I went to a dentist who I think was blind, and, uh, you know, I have this gap between my teeth, and he never suggested braces, and then when I got older and was thinking about some TV, I did it as an adult, but it, at that point, it's really, you know, difficult to do, and it really didn't work out as well as uh, huh. I hope. Okay, so anyway, so Jeremy is, uh, is living the life in New York, and you mm-hmm. guys went to a Mets game. Meet yeah, so the Mets. He, he, greet the Mets. He, he said, "Would you like to go see them Friday night against the against San Diego?" And I said, "Sure." So he got tickets on StubHub, and as it turned out, Jacob Degrom was pitching, which was fabulous. Oh yeah, and. Uh, he said, we are in the uh, vaccinated section, so you have to bring your card to prove that you've had your vaccine. Uh, so I brought that with me, and uh, we got there ooh, over an hour before the game started. So we didn't have any trouble getting in, and we actually got to see the end of batting practice. And we're looking around, you know, second inning, there's about seven, 8,000 people in the ballpark, and we think, eh, well, you know, people maybe are still reluctant to go because New York had allowed 90% at that point. It may, may even be 100 now. And then by the third inning, the place is almost packed. And what I think happened was it took so long to check the cards that they didn't get the crowd in the park as quickly as they normally would. But uh, they announced attendance at 33,000. I had not been to a sporting event since the pandemic had started. So uh, it was just so wonderful to be back in Wasn't something it, that though? felt so normal. It really was. I mean, it was it was great. And, and, and DeGrom, every time he took the mound and every time he went to the plate, the chant was MVP, MVP, MVP. And he was spectacular. He was lights out on the mound. He uh, also is hit. Do you know this? He's hitting 400. He, I, he's he, having a hell of a season, uh, mostly on the mound, but also not bad at the plate either. Yeah, and his ERA his is, his pitching numbers are tracking historically in terms yeah. of where they sit, like insane numbers. Yeah, point five six ERA. <laughs> pretty uh, pretty good. Now, is he going to be affected by this sudden crackdown on the sticky stuff? Good question. Uh, don't know, but uh, he he gave up one hit in this game and was pulled after six, and the crowd went nuts because he he didn't walk anybody. Yeah, he was, I don't even think he got to a three ball count on anybody. It didn't seem that way, and it turned out he had tweaked his elbow a little bit, uh, and they took him out. He had a three nothing lead when he left. Uh, the reliever gave up a two run homer, and people are cussing and screaming and calling for the manager's head. In other words, all the wonderful froth and fervor of sports, baby. Absolutely. Yes, it was was as normal a feel as you could possibly have at a baseball game. The Mets held on. They won three to two. And we went back on the seven train. And it was just like entering Metro after a Caps game or, you know, a Wizards playoff or something like that. It was it was nose to nose people uh and most were wearing masks not all 
but I've been vaccinated. I felt safe. And, good. Uh, good, good, Andy. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you and for Jeremy. That's, that's a great father-son experience. Had you been to City Field before? Had not. And uh, what are your Yankee thoughts? Stadium. Uh, it is... I thought it was, it was fairly nice. It's it's not as nice as uh, some of the parks. Like uh, I've, I've been in the new Yankee Stadium for football, actually. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's kind. Of, you know what it is? It's kind of a cross between Camden Yards and Nats Park. It's really. Uh, it's yeah. It's 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 modern. Uh, but does it, it have has, any charm per uh, se? Not not a lot of charm. And look, it's it's in Queens. It's not you know. There's nothing around it. It's it's you know like auto repair shops and and glass <laughs> repair shops are, right. are are there. It's not it's not uh, doesn't have the atmosphere. That so there's the no bars are. or anything to spill out into after the no, game. You go no. there, you watch the game, and then you get out. Yeah, you can you know you can take the subway a couple of stops, I guess, to bars in Queens or go all the way to the city. Right. But uh, no, there's no place that, that no place like Pickles Pub near yeah. Camden Yards. The, uh, the 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 atmosphere or the the status of the Mets as a franchise in New York City is always going to be second fiddle, right? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, when when I came to New York in '87, they just won the World Series and the Yankees stunk, so they they were pretty high up. It, it's not the stark difference that it is between the Nets and the Knicks, right? It, it's a, it's a lot closer than that. Right. And and there are people who are diehard Mets fans and they hate the Yankees. Now, and people who are Yankee fans hate the Mets. What made somebody who's a New Yorker become a Met fan? Typically. Um well, geographics is part of it. So Shea Stadium, the old Shea Stadium which is where the new park is, is in Queens. So that tends to be more Long Island. And Yankee Stadium is in the Bronx, so you're gonna get more Westchester, Manhattan, you know, Bronx people who are going to root for him. So is that why Met fans down. tend to be Islander fans as well? Yeah, yeah. It okay. goes uh, Mets, Islanders, Jets, because the Jets used to play at Shea Stadium. Right. That was the set. You kind of got the the B set of New York yeah. teams. Right, the A right. set, the historical set, the original set, Yankees, Giants, and Rangers, and now the B set is this. I love the fact that Jeremy – is living in New York. I yeah. Does it make you proud as a guy who lived in New York, knows how tough you have to be mentally to live there, that your son is doing it, man? Yeah, well, I, I never lived in Manhattan. I lived in Queens, and then I That's lived, New uh, York, Andy. You lived yeah. in New York. Well, but but not not the city life. He's, he doesn't own a car. That's and... still, Andy, it's still... I think it's great. The whole thing yeah. about if you can make it there... You can make it anywhere is actually true, and I've never yeah, well, lived there, but it's a tough go. You gotta be, you gotta be bought in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the best and the worst of everything. Uh, and and <laughs> right, uh, it's got, depending on the day, of, depending on the weather. <laughs> but he, he he keeps himself in shape, and he likes to play pickup hoops at some of these city parks. And uh, nice, you know, he, is he, he out there he, with the brothers? Yeah, and he'll, and he'll say he'll, he'll say you know sometimes he's hot, and he'll hear would somebody guard that Steve Nash mf'er? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, no, it's great that sports are back and that we're coming out of this. Uh, I was at the Deer District here in Milwaukee because that's where I am yeah, for these two weeks. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, you saw close. the videos. Uh, yeah. Tonight it's going to be hopping as well for Game Five. This is being recorded before Game Five goes off. I wanted to get it done so I can concentrate on the game. 
Thursday is game six, and it'll be a home game, and the Deer District will be popping as well. I said to people here, I said, you know, all of this isn't possible without Giannis. It's all because of Giannis. You can't have a 19-62 and 62 team or 19-63 and 63 team and have people wanting to go downtown to go to a bar to watch an NBA game. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's one of the changes we've seen in sports uh, for really good teams in recent years. You remember here when the uh, Caps were making their run to the Stanley Cup, right. people would go downtown and watch on big screens. Uh, yeah, and, and to think that we lost that in the pandemic was, was really too bad. And now that it's coming back, it's really cool. Yeah, the whole outdoor communal sports viewing thing in warm yeah. weather months is a new, newer phenomenon that we didn't have growing up. Well, we didn't have big screens. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I was telling this to my young producer, Josh. I said, you couldn't project an image that was of sufficient brightness or clarity onto anything back in the day. Yeah. To have yeah. people want to stand outside and watch, for God's sakes. Hell, if you go far enough back, the games weren't even on TV. So I don't know where right. they'd pull the video feed from. Well, in the NBA Finals, they were on tape, tape delay. Play. So, so, you know, <laughs> hey, yeah, come but... downtown at 11.30 after the local news and see yeah. whether or not the Sixers held on to win game four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's already over, but if you want to come right. down and watch the tape, you can. And and look, you spent many days at the Capitol Center in Landover, Maryland, which was built in 1973, and they had one of the first tell screens, an actual video screen in the arena, but the arena was so dark because of it. You know, you you can only get so much brightness on that screen. So the Capitol Center was one of the darkest arenas in the country because right. of that. By necessity, because they had to keep yeah. the the seating the the arena seating dark so that the the screen would pop a little bit. I believe that the Capitol Center's tell screen was projection from behind. So had there was there was like an, a behind projection, and it it was. Or maybe not. I have to look that up. It it wasn't very good, but it was actually cutting edge at the time. Yeah, it was it was amazing that you could actually watch a replay on the screen in the arena. Yeah. How about that? And then, right, yeah. and then as late as I want to say two thousand one, two thousand two, the Washington Redskins at FedEx Field still did not have a video replay screen in the stadium. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Well, well sports yeah. have changed over the years. It's good to have everything back. Um, I'm enjoying the playoff season here. Obviously, it's fun to be in a city that is totally consumed by an NBA series. And it's a, you know, who knows what will happen tonight. People will listen to this podcast after they know exactly what happened with Harden and, and his injury and his comeback. So I guess I won't leave too much to talk about that, but the whole notion of, I think somebody joked to us on the text line, he said, yeah, I guess the Nets will have to learn to win a championship with just one superstar, kind of <laughs> like the rest of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's you know ironic that the one healthy guy is Durant because Durant has been the joiner rather than the gatherer. Exactly. You know? and, and, and he's a guy that doesn't take criticism very oh, well no. at all. Oh. Oh, no, he's awfully sensitive, isn't he? <laughs> and so and so if this thing goes south for them, 
because it's Durant and the Deplorables versus a Bucks team that's got a lot of options. He's not going to take it well as the chirping might begin on ESPN and other places. We'll see how he reacts if it all goes down. I've I've had my colleagues here just, you know, admonish me for saying that the the seas have parted suddenly for the Bucks to run through them with injuries both in the East, because I think Embiid's going to fall apart. I think Embiid is on the verge of falling apart. It could break just their way, and there's no shame in that because that's a lot. That's how championships are won a lot of times, with injuries, right? Right, and, and, you know, the the crazy thing was that there was a lot of complaining at the beginning about having to start this season so soon after the last one ended. Well, LeBron complained. I think there were some others who who did, but, but the point being is, if there were going to be injuries, wouldn't you have thought that would happen when they came back so soon rather than at the end of the year in the playoffs? I, you would have thought. Of course, yeah. today's NBA is more like a demolition derby where the last car running is right. the winner. I don't know how it was back in the day where guys played all the time. I don't recall, even in the 80s, obsessing over whether or not a player was going to be healthy enough to play. Yeah, well, there there were a couple of instances where injuries played a part. Like uh, one year, the Lakers, I think the last year. 89, 89, they they lost to the Pistons because Magic was hurt and Byron Cooper was hurt. Uh, Byron Byron Scott. Uh, Byron Scott, yes. Yes, they lost two of their their key guys. And, you know, and Isaiah the year before had tried to play and and did play actually on an ankle that he could barely walk on and and played well. Yeah, he had a brilliant game seven but was not quite good enough. And that game in Game 7, I remember Dennis Rodman, of all people, took one of the last shots as the Pistons were down two at the Forum. And it's like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Of course he missed because that's the last guy you want taking the shot. Well, Detroit Rodman used to shoot. After he left, he didn't want to shoot. Well, yeah, he shot a little bit. but (laughs) Wasn't a high percentage thing. I I think today's athletes especially NBA players, they're just built differently. They're all greyhounds. They're string beans. They jump out of the gym. They're very athletic, and they break down a lot. They're, they're sports cars that are in the shop a lot. They break down, but also management looks at the long-term contract that's guaranteed, and they say, do we want to lose this guy You know, for a year because of that? Like what happened with Durant with uh, Golden State. Now, his contract was up. But he agreed to play and tore his Achilles and was out for the year. Yeah. I'd love to do sort of a numerical comparison of just games per injury for the top 50 players in the league in the 80s versus the top 50 now and just see what that is. It might be that I am anecdotally forgetting a lot of injuries from the past and that it's not much different. Well, there were just, and there were certain guys who you just could break down. If you look at the career of Elvin Hayes, who played, I think, 18 years, he missed like a dozen games his whole career. <laughs> That's he, insane. It's remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. 
but you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back, but suddenly the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Moms, at Vanguard, you're more than just a parent. You're the heart of the family. You're the first responder to any need. You can be the hero and the villain, sometimes on the same day. Because you know that in the end, Your legacy is the values you instill in them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back, we've got yours. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, moving right along to some other stuff here, speaking of injuries, with this Major League Baseball stick'em issue, today Tyler Glasnow, Outstanding picture, tall as shit, 6'7", ace for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays, claims that his elbow injury was because in the middle of the season, baseball started cracking down on the sticky stuff. He had to adjust his grip, was afraid he was going to lose a fastball, and he said, I'm not saying I got hurt because they started enforcing this. I'm just saying it feels like I'm having to exert more to get a grip on the baseball. So he's saying... But he's not saying, what do you make of the whole sticky enforcement that is now going to be imposed? Well, first of all, Glasnow's statement, talking about the chutzpah that's involved in that. Yeah. He's saying, yeah, I've had to stop cheating as much, so now I got hurt. Oh, the scarlet C you use, Andy. (laughs) Do tell. You're calling it cheating. I mean, this stuff was being used league-wide, apparently. Understood, but but if 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 it's not supposed to be used and it's a wink wink and you're doing it, you're still cheating, right? I don't know. See, that's that's an argument. That's a well, good barstool argument right there because it's it was so widespread that this is going to be a major adjustment by every pitcher in the league, and it kind of started because I think uh, I think it was pretty much um, Bauer who said, "Okay, since everyone's using this, watch, I'll use it." And my numbers will go flat out nuclear, and then you're going to have to do something. That was that, and there was also players, uh, hitters, who were sending video to the league and saying, "Watch this, you know, right. watch where he goes to the belt, and uh, how about the spin rate on this, which is nearly impossible." So there's all that, but this is the middle of the season. I, I don't understand how they can do it now. I, it I agree. Me, you know, you got to wait till the end of the year. Just you know, let the cheaters cheat and and, and get through the year. But doing it right in the middle, crazy. Baseball under this commissioner, who is loathed by many baseball purists alike for having no sense or feel for the game, he just does whatever they think makes sense. They 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 have bastardized the game to the point now where it's becoming I don't want to say unrecognizable, 
But holy shit, there's some dumb stuff in baseball now. Oh, they're incredibly dumb stuff. And this is the commissioner who's been whining for years about the length of the games. And the games keep getting longer and longer. I know. Right. His one absolute cause celeb, which is we got to get these games shorter. We got to get the pace picked up. He's failed in that regard. Failed miserably. And now they've hired Theo Epstein, who's as much responsible for this as anybody, because he's the one that came up with all the analytics, which have caused this, you know, home run or strikeout uh, game that's being played now. So he's supposed to fix it for the league. And you also talk about leadership. The leadership of the Players Association isn't great either. It's Tony Clark, a former player, which is never a good thing. Marvin Miller ran the Steelworkers Union. He knew how to take on these guys, not a former player. So this, this, you know, this could be, and they've had labor peace now for what, 20 years, more than that? 30 years, yeah. Uh, that we, we could have a, a, a lockout or a strike coming up for the start of next year. Meanwhile, the minor leagues were essentially swabble, swallowed up and co-opted by Major League Baseball itself. So the right. independent nature of the minor leagues, the mom-and-pop shops and the small markets uh, got swallowed up by baseball. And one of their reasons was to get better uniformity of the minor league product and, in theory, to let these young men actually be able to make a modest living. But I okay. see a story today in which the Bowie Bay Sox, local team in the D.C. area, minor league team, some players said they're thinking about sleeping in their cars because they made a grand total of $900 for a recent six-game homestand. They can't live on this money. No, no. I mean, that's been a problem in minor league baseball for a long time, but you know, I, I also look at minor league baseball this way, and maybe I should have more sympathy. But uh, having come through the radio ranks, and, and you're not for, sympathetic. You're like, I worked for no wages myself back in the day. I, I made $160 a week, and as I tell my kids, I bought four boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese for a dollar, and I made it stretch. So, and I was chasing a dream. Now, I didn't get to the Howard Stern bucks, but uh, I made a pretty decent living for a while, but I had to make nothing for some period of time. Yeah, I I remember my first radio paycheck, KTMS Radio in Santa Barbara, California. I did updates in the morning, twice an hour from 6 to 9 a.m., and I did a one-hour talk show from 6 to 7 p.m. No, I did the split also. Not, I didn't do a talk show. I did updates in the morning and the afternoon and yeah. then went to games at night, high school games. Wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. high school games. And I, I remember my paycheck as if it was yesterday, $600 in net pay every two weeks, which melted down to four thirty three eighty five into my bank account twice a month and combine that with $200 a game calling UC Santa Barbara basketball games, about 30 of them a year, give or take, about six mm-hmm. grand in independent contractor money. Andy, I was never richer. I was <laughs> never more wealthy. I had so few needs as a young man with no family, no kids, no nothing, no mortgage. I wanted for nothing in well, life. I had an old car that broke down. I had to repair it off and uh... – I, uh, I I did I couldn't even afford an apartment. I rented a room for 150 a month. So. <laughs> right? Uh, did you see Charles Barkley lost his wallet, and the guys on TNT gave him shit, saying, "You still have a wallet? <laughs> why? Why would they give him grief over? Is it something of rich, famous people? They don't have to carry a wallet. I carry uh, you know, a wallet. 
Yes, I, I, I know that, and, and I, I don't know what rich people generally do, but I'll tell you something. This you're, goes back now. You're a rich person, but go ahead. But this, this goes back 40-some years. Uh, Will Chamberlain, now he was instantly recognizable because he was over seven feet tall. I don't know if Charles is always recognizable by people who aren't sports fans, but I think he has great recognition. But Chamberlain said that, and he was an exaggerator, so maybe it yeah. wasn't true, but he said that he had all of his pants made without pockets because wherever he went, all he would have to do was sign his name. Hey, Will, you want pockets? Nah. Why would I want that? I don't need anything. I walk around, and I'm like the life of the party. Yeah. If I want to buy a car, I walk in the dealership. I sign my name. That's enough. I recently got out of my lime green Velcro plastic wallet that was given to me as a joke by Solly. And I got myself a nice brown leather wallet, and it's breaking yeah. in nicely. But I don't know where else you're going to keep all your vital cards, your, uh, you know, your car insurance papers, your health care card, your your affinity cards for certain stores if you need right. them. I mean, you got to have a yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, someone say, oh, you should have a money clip. Hey, money clip guys still have to have a place for their driver's license and at least a credit card or a bank card. To me, a money clip, Andy, is the same as a wallet. Right. I mean, if you get on a plane, you have to show your driver's license. You right. Can't, yeah. So I, and even though Charles is Charles, and maybe he flies on a private plane from time to time, but I don't know if he does. Doesn't he go from Phoenix to Atlanta all the time for uh, – for the show, Does yeah, he on a private yeah, plane for that. Yeah. But I don't he, think so. he 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 left his wallet at a Chipotle, and oh. some guy found it and then got a hold of TNT and gave it back to him. So oh, that was nice. good, cool. good for him. Couple more things, real quick. Then we're done here. Uh, did you see where uh, I believe Michael uh, Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch reported that according to his eyes, Taylor Heineke outplayed Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback at mini camp. For yeah, the football team. Uh, I, I heard actually Kevin Sheehan talking about this uh, on Friday when I was going to New York, and uh, I agreed 100% with him. And, and we both like Michael Phillips a lot, but play by play of minicamp is ridiculous. Isn't it, and, though? And Phillips wasn't the only one because I saw the tweets from all the others who followed the team about, you know, oh, this pass was overthrown or, or Fitzgerald looked really – Fitzpatrick looked great on this pass. It didn't look great on the other. It's minicamp. There's nobody rushing the passer. They're – I don't even think wearing shoulder pads. No. No, they're wearing <laughs> shells and they're wearing shorts. And yeah. even if there's 11-on-11 11 11 drills, which they do a certain amount of, not very much, but some – Nobody gets tackled. Yeah, <laughs> so it's dumb. ridiculous. And, and, and I, I love, I love Michael. He's one of the best guys on the beat, in my opinion. Him and John Kine. But yeah. I was sort of taken aback. Like Michael, you're better than this, really. Yeah, this is yeah. what you're going to report. Do you think though, by July, by August, we'll have something between in terms of. Yeah, will we have a quarterback controversy? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I mean, I I think it's just I think Rivera understands the media pretty well, and he's he's playing around, and you know he knows he knows what'll happen if he lights that fuse, what people will say. But no, I mean, well, he, he can he, say I'm not going there. But if if Heineke has spectacular second half games in August, you know what's going to happen. You know how it works. 
Right. Oh, yeah. This, this, this is the Babe Laufenberg. Yes. The greatest yes. longest quarterback in, in team history. And right. He, he had these great second halves against guys who were later driving deer trucks. That's that's not that's not a big deal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. He keeps it keeps everybody interested. But the starting quarterback is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Chargers game. I yeah. don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, today, apparently, Tua Tungavailoa threw, count them, five interceptions in a Dolphins minicamp, and people are okay. losing their minds. Yeah, I mean, you also see great pitchers get lit up in spring training when they're trying different Work things. on a pitch or do so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's yeah. quickly that report came out like, well, we were just trying to push the ball down the field. It wasn't really anything. The, the, NFL, the veracity, the, or I should say the, the hunger for NFL content is oh, yeah. so high. It's year-round. It has lost all sense of reality. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they and they they know how to they know how to get, keep you interested. They do. They give you these little bits along the way, like uh, like like the dropping of the breadcrumbs. Oh yeah, to lead you lead you back to the television set. You know what this time of year is? It's like the old burlesque shows where the dancer would pull up her long dress <laughs> to show a garter. Yeah. Oh, look at that! There's half a leg and a garter. Are you horny now? Uh, one more thing on the nfl real quick kyler murray was interviewed recently he's from texas and was asked if he was a fan of the cowboys growing up and his answer was no they always sucked ass does that in fact make him a bad fan no and and i don't don't quite understand because uh, if you look at when he was growing up they're actually pretty good, and they were twelve and four when he was in high school, uh, either senior year, junior year, something like that. Uh, Might have been when Parcells was there, whatever it was. Is it they, obligatory though for a Texas kid to be a Cowboy fan if he loves football? Uh, no, okay, no, because and and uh, Jeremy actually has some friends from Houston. They're diehard uh, te- Houston Texan fans. So yeah, I, I don't think you have to be a Cowboy fan. There's a Pistol Pete San Diego Rockets warm-up jacket available on an auction. It's one of the gaudiest-looking things from the late 60s. I didn't even know the San Diego Rockets were an NBA team, or I think they were an ABA team, perhaps. No, no, no. no, no, no. They, were the, they were the San Diego Rockets the first year and then oh, moved to Houston. Okay. Uh, but, but Pistol Pete never played for them. Uh, I'd, well, it's up for auction. It's green. It's yellow. Yeah, and and I just didn't know if I should buy it for you. It has pockets on the front. Yeah, yeah well, they used to have those there, so I don't know what they would keep in there. But probably their cigarettes, because <laughs> I used to smoke at halftime. <laughs> I think they were just sort of for decoration. You got to see this thing. You sure he never played for the uh, no. San Diego Rockets? No, he played. He was he was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks, and then he was traded to the New Orleans Jazz. And he finished up his career with the Celtics. He never played in San Diego. No. Okay, well, there's a, there is a yellow warm-up jacket with green placards that matches the green and yellow uniform combination of the San Diego Rockets, and it says 44 pistol on it. Well, that I know he played in Atlanta when they had that color scheme. Oh, really? Yeah, so that might have been it, but uh, no, and and maybe it's New Orleans. New oh, Orleans you're, oh, it's the New Orleans Jazz warm up. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and they had the two together on UniWatch. So there you go. Okay. Exit question. You work at CNN. 
Jeffrey Tubin on oh, his yeah, first I day saw, back. I saw how this. soon? How soon can you, as a coworker, go to the jack off jokes? I'll hang <laughs> up and listen off the air. Well, I, I, did you see the interview when he came back? Oh, the woman cringe, cringe factor times a million. Right, but but it, 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 I think she was told, "Don't tap dance around it. Use the word <laughs> masturbate." Right, and and she did. And and he he did seem a little bit smug about the whole thing. Oh uh, yeah, bragged yeah. about I served soup at homeless yeah. kitchens. Well, la di da. Yeah, and, and if I'm a homeless guy and he's serving me soup, I would say, uh, Jeffrey, did you wash your hands first? Because I'm a little concerned here. <laughs> that just goes to show that you know, in this day and age, doing that is less lethal to your career than saying one politically incorrect statement. Right, and and I also think that there must have been some interest from other networks. Otherwise, CNN wouldn't have brought him back. I think he might have said, hey, you know, Fox News or one of the others is interested in, in hiring me, and, and I'll take you to court if you don't let me let me go. And I think that's why they brought him back. There's nobody else available to do what he does? I have no idea, but, but <laughs> what, what, what does CNN have to gain by bringing him back? I don't know, but they decided to anyway. It's a hell of a thing. All right, Andy, I'll let you go. As always, great to talk to you, my friend. Say hi to Jeremy for me. And and, uh, good for him. Uh, Is he a Met fan, by the way? No, he's a Cub fan because. Oh, that's right. uh, You took him to Chicago, yeah. We didn't have a baseball team here, and he would watch the Cubs on WGN after school and after camp. But he's got to be a quasi-Met fan. He's rooting for him. He wants the Mets to be No, no, no. Actually, I think he might actually even be there tonight. The Cubs are in New York playing the Mets, so he might be at the Oh, okay. But he'll root against them in this case. But in general, I would bet he would want the Mets to be good. Well, we were, we were, you know, I was sitting there wearing my Nats hat, but we were actually rooting for the Mets because we were in a big Mets section. You know, win in Rome, do like the Romans. Well, we, we, you and I have been through this with that game involving the Ravens once upon a yes. time. We won't, yes. we won't revisit that now. <laughs> I went with my brother-in-law <laughs> and his tickets. I was not going to root for the Colts. <laughs> All right, very good, Andy. We'll talk next week. Thank you. All right, Zach, take care. I'll end on this. It's Olympic. Sizen, as Olympic qualifying is going on, uh, the certain names are coming back to the Olympics that you thought, wait, she's still competing? I bet I, I saw Katie Ledecky is going to be at the Olympics again. She could still swim, you know, like a dolphin, basically. Good for her. Simone Biles is one of the greatest, most decorated, most famous, and rich American gymnasts of all time. And I saw this headline. That read, Simone Biles says critics inspired goat leotard, because she wore a leotard that said G-O-A-T, greatest of all time, to, quote, hit back at the haters. (laughs) What haters? (laughs) What are you talking about? A few people who might have said that you're not the greatest gymnast? Of all time, it was a leotard with little sequins near her hip area that were uh, in the shape of a little goat. (laughs) There's others who say, nah, she's not the greatest ever. But the whole thing, clapping back at the haters, this is such such a thing that it doesn't inspire. As Rod Tidwell, or as Jerry Maguire tried to lecture to Rod Tidwell, Rod, that is not what inspires people. What you didn't get. 
the, your, your lack of respect. Just do what you do and live the life and appreciate it. I don't know anyone that's clapping back at Simone Biles. You're not the goat. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. She wore a goat leotard. She got us. That'll be it for today. Thank you so much for downloading. Spread the word. Spread the love. Maybe someday El Baldo will get a $20 million podcast deal. I doubt it, but that's okay. I'm still very happy doing this. And you guys have supported this podcast, you subscribers, in a way that has frankly blown me away. And it is a wonderful thing I keep doing and I want to keep expanding on. Thank you for listening. Have a great Wednesday. And we will see you next time. Grandparents, at Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, mybookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.